Good evening, friends and family, and thank you for coming to another night with Repair, Restore, and Grow Black Communities weekly podcast behind Black business. Tonight, we have a little different format. Instead of interviewing an individual business, we're going to talk to some consumers to look, listen to um, people from the community to talk about our businesses. Uh, tonight, we have Brother Libe, uh, Pam, and we're hoping that uh, Corey Mason uh, can meet with us. He's having some technical difficulties, but he's able to get in. Uh, if he's able to get in, we'll be happy to have him on the discussion. As you know, um, I want to tell you a little bit about our organization, as I do every week for those who have not had an opportunity to listen to this podcast. We are a nonprofit organization and we're a small group of people who have come together to try and make a difference in our community. We feel that the best way to, one of the best ways to help our community is to help increase the circulation of dollars within the Black community. And we feel that by supporting our Black-owned businesses, they can have a great impact in that area. And why do we say this? because we say that our Black-owned businesses are more likely to hire Black people. They're more likely to uh, hire Black people to provide services for them. Um, they're more likely to provide opportunities for other Black entrepreneurs. They're going to serve as role models for our children. They have a greater uh, invested interest in our community. So if we have causes or we're trying to raise dollars to improve the community, they have a greater interest. And then just uh, by the fact that they are black people, they're helping their family members and friends and other business people in the community. So this is why we're trying to support our black owned businesses. So every week we typically bring a black business to you. We also support our Black-owned bookstores. We used to have 20-plus Black bookstores in the Chicago area, and now we only have three. And we are big supporters of our Black businesses. We feature a Black bookstore on our website every month. And so for the last month, we had the honor of having the Underground Bookstore uh, featured on our website and we also have a book giveaway. And Brother Yoel chose the book, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci, which addresses uh, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the global war on democracy and public health. And this was written by Robert F. Kennedy. And as we know, oh, wow. Robert F. Kennedy also um address the issue and expose some information about the MMR vaccines and the impact that they have had on autism with the children in this country. Mm -hmm. And so we give a book away every month. All you have to do is subscribe to our website. And so for last month, our winner was Betty Banks. So Betty, she is a subscriber. Betty has also been a, a donor. She has contributed to our organization. And so we are happy as a complimentary gift to you that, uh, to provide you with a copy 
of this book. This book will be shipped to you free of charge. So if you want to win one of our books, just subscribe to our website. Okay. And so for this month, we have the Afriware Bookstore. And now Afriware is located in Maywood, Illinois. Uh, Mr. Nzinga is a proprietor of Afriware. But Afriware has so many partnerships in Chicago and has been so supportive of Chicago. It, it, it just would be unconscionable for us not to include Afriware in our support. So Afriware is our featured bookstore of the month. And Afriware has chosen uh, Black History, the Black History book, uh, Big Ideas Simply Explained by DK and David Olusoga. Uh, it talks about discovering the rich and complex history of peoples of Africa and the struggles and triumphs of Black cultures and communities around the world. So that is the book that we will be giving away at the end of February. So if you want to win this book, please subscribe to our website and please support Afriware. They are located at 1701 South First Avenue. They're not just a bookstore, but they also have gifts, uh, cultural events. Uh, they're a resource center and they showcase mm -hmm. authors, artists, advocates that infuse information about our culture. And then the other industry that we are in great support of is the Southside Community Federal Credit Union, which is a Black-owned institution. They are located at 54th and Wentworth. And one way you can support the Southside Community Federal Credit Union is to open up an account. When you open up an account at a bank, you give them an opportunity to create more dollars. And they have been on our podcast to, to talk about that. And right now they have a, a $5 million campaign that they have launched to improve community development. So please go to our website and check out the Southside Community Federal Credit Union and consider opening up an account. Um, the other two areas that our organization provides support in is we try to go in and actually help a black business. We raise, that's where our dollars are going. And so for this month, we have completed our work as far as developing a website for a local black owned business. And we will be providing more information with that in the, in the very near future. And then we have another business uh, on, on the west side that we will be working with to help them develop a website. So this is where we're putting our dollars to go in and help our black businesses. And then we are also on the public policy end of uh, Repair, Restore, and Grow Black Communities. We are still working to try and get our black-owned bookstores uh, contracts with our local libraries and our local schools. So this is going to take a little work, but these are some of the projects that we have on the table. So please go to our website and make a donation. Uh, you can also uh, purchase from our online bookstore. And please come to our podcast and visit our podcast every week. So tonight, we want to talk about um, the community. 
And we've been listening to so many of our businesses talk about how they um, got started. Uh, They've talked about some of their trials. They've talked about some of their tribulations. They've talked about some of their challenges. And we've been listening to our businesses. But tonight, we want to listen to the community. We want to listen to people who are supporting our Black businesses. And we want to discuss our relationship with Black businesses. We're trying to enhance the consciousness of our people to support our Black businesses. And so uh, the uh, guests that we have tonight, uh, I feel, can give some very um, interesting perspectives on that. I think all three of us are supporters of Black-owned businesses, and so we're going to have a discussion about this tonight. So first, I would like to introduce our guests. We have uh, Brother Bay and we have Pam. And so, Pam, would you introduce yourself and uh, to the audience and let them know who, who, who you are? Uh, my name is uh, Pam Henning. I'm a, a former educator. Um, I've lived in Chicago as well as the Southland. I've I've lived in the Southland for over 30 years and I enjoy traveling, I enjoy shopping, and I try to typically always when I'm getting something done on a house or I'm trying to purchase something, I try to support black businesses all the time. Uh because I believe that they are the backbone of our community because they are more likely to hire one of their own, you know, mm-hmm. and to try to help keep some of the dollars within our community, as well as provide our youngsters with an opportunity to enter the workforce. So I do try to uh, buy black, as they say. Okay. Okay, you know, great. But uh, I'm very, very, I expect uh, quality products. And when I don't get it, I let them know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the best way of saying it. And it's okay. not to be critical, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just to let them know, you know. Right. I'm saying it out of uh, respect for you and I want you to do well. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother, brother Lee Bay. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Denise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really my name is Lee Bay, and I've been an entrepreneur extraordinaire in the community for pretty much all of my adult life. I was a part of the Bad Back campaign with Azel Mann and Bessie Pride back in the 80s where they used Mm -hmm. to have the annual thing at the hotel on 63rd street i believe it was and um it was a it was a a different era of time so to speak because Mm -hmm. people really took a great deal in the 80s 70s 80s they took a great deal of delight in shopping with one another. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it was really 
it was really feasible and easy to sometimes very easy but really feasible to open and run a black business so-called black business because you didn't have to have you didn't have to live up to some illusionary standard because mm -hmm. our people love giving their money to our mm -hmm. people which other communities, they really don't have the, the just say per se the Mexican community. Mm -hmm. They really don't have a standard for their for their <laughs> for their businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, if Juan is selling tires, I'm buying the tires from Juan. Period. Yeah. And they're not they never they're never going to say, well, you know, I don't like the way Juan I don't like the way Juan treated me, so I'm gonna go over here to uh to Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> and buy me some tires from Leroy now. They don't really have that, you know. They don't care if one charges double or whatever. And I remember a time back in the 70s, 80s, when we had that kind of um, clanny um, cohesion, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this, things have changed a great deal over the years. And... Uh, um, I think our people will be able to mutate to the next level, to really elevate and mutate and adapt to the marketplace of the future, where <clears throat> um, it will be just purely based on excellence and your ability to re to deliver and not a whole lot else, because <laughs> we're going to be marketing to the world now. We're not going to be able to limit ourselves to any particular geographic or any particular whatever. You're going to find that your marketplace is really vast, with, the, with especially with the internet. We're marketing to the entire world now. And the marketplace is the world stage because in our community today, <laughs> just being realistic, the nail parlors are run by the Vietnamese. The hair, whatever, all of that stuff is run by the Koreans. And even if you're buying it from somebody else, the Koreans are manufacturing it. The subway and all the restaurants are the Indians. The Palestinians got the gas stations and all the corner stores. The Indians got the little hardware stores and this one and that, and so on and so on and so on. So over the last 40 years or so, our communities have really been kind of uh, divested and monopolized by large corporations. And the pandemic is, is like the crescendo in that whole idea that the big businesses can take over from the smaller businesses. We typically just have small businesses. So, um, it's an honor to be here. And like I said, uh, right now I'm in the cannabis space. I'm working with a group called Wakana. I'm sure everybody's heard of Wakana. Yeah, I've heard of Wakana. Mm -hmm. The Wakana movement, because health really is the true wealth. And that has become at the forefront of a lot of people's agenda as of lately because the health issue is really kind of um, 
Uh, it's, it's one of the most lucrative industries in our community now because, you know, there are exercise shops and workout gyms and, you know, um, uh, fitness and all of these major corporations, they're in our neighborhood. Well, yeah, I think think you're correct. Um, I think the health industry is very important. You know, I mean, without good health, you know, you is it's hard for you to do anything. It's hard for you to progress. So we do have to take care of ourselves. And and I was listening to you um, express the um, idea of how we used to uh, support one another, regardless. You know, this is just what you did, um, mm-hmm. and how that has changed over the years, and. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, when we think about brands, you know, people, I know my grandmother used to really be into, into brands, you know, certain brand of bread and, and certain, certain brands of different types of foods that, that, that she would buy. And, and now we are attached to these brands of clothing, you know, the Louis Vuittons and the, and the Gucci's and, and we're spending our money, but what kind of consciousness are we spending our money with? You know, we are, we, we, when we know, you know, white people have 50 to almost 50 to 70% of the businesses in this, in, in this country. And, and we have less than, less than 15%. But then we have so many other people, many immigrants in our community that have dominated the business industry in our community. And yet we spend our money with people but are we spending our money what kind of consciousness are we spending our money with when we go and spend our money with white people what are we thinking when we go and spend our money with the immigrants the arab stores and the koreans what are we thinking when we're going into a black store and we're spending our money or or we're having a, a relationship what kind of relationship are we having you know or are we even thinking about that and so that's something I wanted to to talk about. You know, when 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 we go, when I personally go into the business, it's a relationship. You know, when, mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I walk in the door and I'm frequenting that place and I'm frequenting it because I like the businesses. I like the way I'm being treated when I come in there and I walk in the door and they go, Denise, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Miss Hetherington, you know, I'm glad to see you. You know, hey, you know, I'll come in there and I'll spend more, I'll be end up spending more money than that too. So it's about, it's about the relationship. The relationship. Now I'm getting some feedback here. I don't know what that's about. Let me see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was I was getting some feedback. Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Yes, I can hear okay. you. Okay. So yeah, I want to. I really wanted to talk about we as consumers when we go into a business. You know what? What are you looking for? What is? What is your relationship? Whether you go into a white business or I'll say when you go into a white business, when you go into a black business. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when you go into these Korean uh, and Arab stores, what is your what is your relationship? I don't. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. After you, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, when I go into any store, you know, uh, when I shop black, and if I can't find what I want, you know, when I'm shopping black, even if I shop white, my first important thing is to have a, a pleasant experience and to have a professional experience. Okay. I want to be treated like a customer, like a value customer. Because if I'm satisfied, then I'm going to tell everybody I know about my positive experience. You know? So to me, so, I see it as, as uh, good marketing. And I just don't write people off if I have, maybe if they're off one time or something like that. I'll go back a second time, but I will let them know about my experience you know, and just to inform them, you know, because if you're in business, you're in business to attract and keep your customers. You know, you don't want them going sampling other, other uh, vendors. And a happy and customer, you're going to keep gonna them. Keep. You know, they have no, you, they have no reason to go elsewhere. So Pam, when you go, when you when you go, this is okay. I'm assuming you're talking about a black black businesses, but let's say you go, and which we often do, go into the white establishments. What is your criteria, or do you even have a criteria? Yes, I I, I mentioned at the start. If I go in any business, I expect a pleasant shopping experience, and I expect quality service. That's for any business I go in. So what is a quality, what would you uh, characterize as a quality experience? Okay, so for instance, I I just had an experience yesterday. Uh, coming home from a meeting, stopping off to get something to eat. I stopped in the plaza. Now there was a sharks in the plaza. And right next door, I saw they had opened a new business. And so I said, well, let me go in this business. And I saw black people working in the business. And, and I went in and I said, so is the proprietor here? Who's the owner? And they said, oh, she's not here, but she's a sister. I was like, oh, good. I looked at their menu. I ordered one of the, it was a new sandwich shop. So I ordered the sandwich okay she didn't have a price listing up on the wall yet so you could tell it was a new business i asked her i said so how long have y'all been open then so she said we opened the end of december so i was like okay they've been open for you know possibly just 30 days so um i ordered the sandwich and i noticed that she didn't charge me what was on her advertisement card. She charged me a fee higher. And so I said, oh, are y'all adding on a surcharge 
for COVID or something. And she said, and the lady told me, um, behind the counter told me, oh no, those prices are wrong. She just, uh, she's just trying to get rid of these cards, but those prices are wrong. And I said, oh, I said, so you're not informing customers when they come in that there's been a price change? And so she didn't say nothing. She just went to the back and made my sandwich. And so when I got the sandwich, she didn't deliver the sandwich. She had the young girl in the shop deliver the sandwich to me. But, you know, that might sound a little petty, but to me, that's not good practice. That's not a good business practice. For me well i think what happens there the owner is not there and the owner is the one that has to explain and the owner is the one that has to make the correction whether she's going to charge you the lower price or not and so i think when the owner is at, at a business there's a, a, a difference. I mean, I have the same problem when I go into the a lot of the gas stations, which are owned by by many of our Indian, you know, immigrants that are here. And often I pay at the pump and I have to go inside to get my receipt. And when I go in and I complain about that and the person that's working in there, you know, most of the time is the Indian. Well, I don't know, you know, you 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 know, I'll I'll have you you have to talk to the owner. They can't tell me anything, you know, and you do have to get to the owner to correct to to correct the problem. And so I think owners being at their establishments is a big a big deal. It's a big deal. And a lot of times people, you know, maybe aren't. So brother brother Lebe, what what would you have to say about that? Oh, my, my experience with a one of our businesses is my last one was <laughs> your, your your name was Sister Pam. Mm-hmm. Was it Pam? Yes. Pam? Yeah. Your experience has brought this one to mind, Pam. It's a pleasure to meet you, Pam. Likewise. I went to our Jamaican, one of my favorite Jamaican restaurant. <laughs> And because uh, I like these guys, you know, because they're, you know, they're usually pretty good. Food's really, they try to do the stuff the way that they traditionally do it in Jamaica, which is how right. most of them cook the food when they first come over here. They're cooking it the way they were taught to cook it back home, which is right. the way we like it. So uh, we came in and it was right at closing time. So they didn't have the Callaloo that I wanted. They didn't have this that I wanted because it's after all, it's closing time. I said, okay. So I kind of let him tailor my dish around, you know, what, what he had left and blah, blah, blah. So well, uh, the, 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 the yams weren't cooked all the way. I couldn't eat them. The cabbage, it wasn't cooked all the way. I couldn't eat it. Wow. The peas and rice, it wasn't cooked quite. uh, And I ate some of it, but most of it, I gave it to the dog. And the dog loved it. (laughs) Wow. The dog didn't complain. He didn't eat all of the yams right away. The squirrel might have got that, but 
you know, he was good. Well, he didn't complain. But um, what I'm finding in our restaurants, I, I got a, my, one of my sisters, she works out of Daisy's, the health food restaurant in South Holland, out there on mm-hmm. 159. Mm-hmm. And she tells me that, you know, she goes from, she's a, she's a formulator and she sells different health potions and notions and sea moss and, and, uh, you know, different stuff for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, sea moss, berries, this and that and that and the other. And she, ex- you know, it has been my experience and something she's been telling me that our restaurants are having a very difficult time retaining help. A lot of the older experienced people because of COVID and the lockdowns and the drama have really kind of pulled back and they're kind of staying at home. And the people that you find behind the counters at most of these places are brand new. Mm-hmm. They ain't been in there 15 minutes and they don't have a clue as to what they're doing. So even though the food wasn't right, da 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 da, the time before that, they usually get it right. I mean, you know, I wouldn't call them, but, you know, it was closing time and, you know, whatever, whatever. But, you know, it doesn't matter to me, you know, because usually, you know, they're my favorite joint. I don't care. You know, you know, I don't, I'm not really that, you know, I'm not, and I wouldn't even, I don't, I don't need an explanation from them as to what happened. I know what happened. Mm-hmm. If y'all was getting ready to close and y'all just gave me blah, 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 blah. So I already know what happened. And, you know, for $20, you know, I probably should, Pam, you're right. I probably should go and blow the whistle on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably really the thing I should do, but more than likely, I won't. But, you know, if I was a woman, women tend to do that more. Women will call you. Me and we like, whatever, you know. (laughs) But I think what, you know, listening to you, listening to you talk, you know, that that feedback from the customer, Mm -hmm. I think is important. Okay. Because things can be happening and you know the mm-hmm. owner may not be there. The owner may not know that this is going on, and it may cause right. it may cause some problems. It may cause some people not right. to want to come in, or, right. or whatever. You know, they may know that establishment. They may not know that establishment. She was brand new to coming mm-hmm. into right. that particular mm-hmm. business, and so you don't know these people. Um, right. Here again, when you establish a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. in in your in your mind, you know, I mm-hmm. have a relationship with this business. Then mm-hmm. you know, you try to you'll try to work with them more. But when you mm-hmm. do say something, that business mm-hmm. needs to respond. Right, you're mm-hmm. holding them to right. a higher standard. Very crucial. I understand mm-hmm. that. I, I, mm-hmm. Yep. They, 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 yeah, they need to respond, and you know, mm-hmm. it's like. Um, you have these these brands and, and, and people are making a lot of money, you know, off of these brands and and, and they don't have a, a sense of, of need to uh, share or, or give us anything, you know, because hey, people are buying are buying our product and so they're 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 not giving anything back. You know, mm-hmm. and so but when we have a black owned business, 
you know, there's dollars that can come back to us in the name of giving people a job, uh, mm-hmm. giving people opportunities. So we have to look at, you know, we have to look not so superficial when we come into our businesses because we are spending, that's my money that I worked for, I earned, that I'm spending. And it's like, if I invest my money in a stock or I invest my money in some property, I expect to get some return. So our return mm-hmm. should be to get a good product, but we also have to look at the other side of that and the other benefits of supporting of supporting that business. And, mm-hmm. and you mentioned something interesting about COVID. You know, COVID has had some positive and some and some negative impacts on our black businesses. I went into a deli the other day that had just opened up. They hadn't been open too long. And when Lori Lightfoot came out with the vaccine mandate, he said he lost three people in one day. You know, wow. and, the owner, and the owner was in there mopping the floor and closing up early, closing up early in the day. So, yeah, and it's not it's not over either. It's mm-hmm. not over. I heard I, I was over Mike's. I was over Mike's a uh, couple of days ago. He said the Indian couple, and this when I would go in there would be this old guy and his wife that had the hardware on seventy fifth and Luella, I think it was one of them mm-hmm. little places that just got some screws and some you know this and that. They broke up in his place. And tore the place up, so you know they just closed the place down. But this was the only hardware store in that whole South Shore area, right over in there. So, you know, this whole people getting permission slips to break in and this lawlessness, this whole episode is still going on, where people don't really acknowledge the people in the community because I mean what do you get from a, a place like that is nothing there that you can really profit from you know right. you're not going to take three toilets out and sell them in the street I mean <laughs> he doesn't have anything to sell <laughs> so uh, there is a it's, a it's a big disconnect uh, it's been a big disconnect over the last 40 years in our business areas because, you know, 87th Street used to be the number one business district in Chicago for our people. Okay. Oh, wow. And, um, um, today, it's one of the few that has been able to withstand some of the changes that are going on. And then you got a lot of, a lot of major corporations that, you know, Walgreens and CVS and, and, you know, Home Depot, you know, some of the bigger corporations have, you know, targeted 87th Street with a place where they want to establish themselves and, and be solid. But but uh, a lot of our other our little local, you know, Ma and Pa type businesses, you know, you know, and I don't, sometimes I, I you know, you know, Indians and you know, because everybody is in our neighborhood. Like, no, our neighborhoods are unique. 
you got the Indians, you got the Palestinians, you got the Jordanians, you got the the um, the um, the you've got the um, Koreans, Koreans. You got the Koreans. You got the Vietnamese. You got the the. Uh, oh, I mean, the, the list just goes on. Naturally, you, well, have, you have all you have all the different immigrants. They've come and <laughs> they've come over here. And someone has told them that's where you set up shop in the black community right. because they can't go to the Hispanic community and shut up, set up shop. They'll run them out of there. Mm -hmm. They definitely yeah. not <laughs> going to the Caucasian community and set up shop. Mm -hmm. No, but we're the only community that's what they said quick for the taking. And they tell them to come over here and set up shop in our communities. So why do we why do we allow this to happen as as the consumers in the community? Because you're 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 correct. If you go into other communities, uh, you know they're not going to let you come in and destabilize their businesses. Uh, right. And if you do, they just they won't pick it or anything. They just won't support you. They won't support it. Right. So why why are we so gullible to that? Well, I just I, I just think we've like uh, Lee Bay said back in the um, like seventies and eighties, we had sufficient businesses in our communities, mm -hmm. but for so for some reason, those people aged out. Their kids did not didn't keep the businesses, and you had all these vacant storefronts uh, coming into our community. The property values were lower. It's cheaper to set up in our communities. And then there's the problem of um, a lot of people, it's convenient to shop in the community, you know, if they don't have a car and they don't want to get on the bus to go, you know, anywhere, it's convenient to shop in your community. So they'll just go to what's what stores in their community. Well, it had to be that a, a, a key reason because I remember when the Arab stores first started coming in, black people were all on the news and complaining about, you know, the filth in the stores, the quality of the food, the way the people were treating them. And I'm saying, but you're still going in there. You know, why are you, right. continuing, why, why are you continuing to go in there? And, and uh, I think it's a little more than uh, people aging out because we've had a number of people on this podcast that have been in business for 50, 60 years and are still mm -hmm. in business in this, in this city. And, you know, I think that there's a number of things that we have to consider. Uh, you know, Brother Lee Bay may be able to elaborate on this some, but the drugs that came into our mm -hmm. community and then the people yeah. who came into our community with lower prices, you know, yeah. uh, the, the, the prices for the hair care products, the, the prices for clothing, the price for everything, it was, it was cheaper. It was less expensive. And yeah, you began to see, you began to see the first thing I saw before the dollar stores came, I remember on the West side on Madison, there was the $5 store. There was the 
$7 store. There was the $9 store. I was like, what is going on? You know, now we got the dollar store where you can go in and buy a box of, of aluminum foil that'll cost you 3 or $4 in Walgreens and you can get it in there for a dollar. So that under well, a dollar and a quarter now they done went up. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, still, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. But see, but those are chain stores, you know. They also are like franchised out. Yeah, but they still so, were able to come in with lower prices. Yeah, right. Lower prices. One of the things that one of the things that makes our community unique is that <clears throat> Unlike other communities, we have a we don't we don't we don't have per se our own language. Just like the the Mexicans, they have a language, even though they speak in Spanish, which is a colonialized tongue, because they're not Spanish. They're not Spaniards. Right. They were conquered by Spanish, but they came over here with a colonialized tongue. Now all of these other groups. The, the Jordanians, the Palestinians, the, you know, whatever, the Koreans, they have a language which bonds them together and kind of separates them from anybody that doesn't speak that language. So they don't come into our community and amalgamate with our community, but they're in the community and they're drawing money out and it's really like a, a win-win-win situation for them because typically wherever you draw money out, you invest. But they get to draw money out and then divest and then go reroute their stuff in a to their community into structures, corporate structures that makes it almost impossible for us to compete with them. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you, it, just like if you get into the hair, and hair is a big thing for us. The hair thing is big. Now, whether you buy the hair here or there, they're still manufacturing it in Korea, and the, and the distributors are uh, shipping it from Korea over here. But these cats, they got a closed market. They're not going to take partners in the manufacturing. <laughs> so... You might be get a you might get some kind of wholesale deal, but you're not you're not per se a distributor, and it's hard to compete with people like that. And you know the Mexicans come in our neighborhood just like everybody's got a restaurant in our neighborhood. The Mexicans got a restaurant, and we talking about within so many blocks, you're going to find a Mexican restaurant. Uh, the Mexicans, the Indians, they got all the subways. So so every so many blocks, you got the Indians with a subway and um, the list just goes on the Dunkin Donuts every so many blocks there's a Dunkin Donuts and they're basically the Indians too well the Mexicans are also coming into you know they're in the uh, construction you know the construction industry you know and they they, they used to yeah they used to come in with you know lower little lower prices but I think that is changing you know that is starting to change but, uh, well, everybody, know. every everybody is charging the the. I just had an experience with uh home, you know, home repairs. With one was with a black guy. Well, both of them were with black, but I think one was from the diaspora. I'm not for sure. 
But once again, very poor business practices, you know? And uh, I don't know about anybody else. I work hard for my money. And you're not giving me a lower price, you know, because I usually try to go on YouTube or Google about how much something would cost to do, and they'll give you a range of prices for something. So I'm finding all of these contractors are charging within that range, so they're not necessarily giving you a break. So you expect for them to do the job and do the job right. Uh, I just think a lot of times people have lost, you know, lost concept of customer satisfaction. So I'm just saying people's business practices are not up to par. And mm -hmm. if you say something to a black uh, contractor or something like that, they'll say something like, well, you're just complaining. If I was a white contractor, you wouldn't say that. I've had one person say that to me before. And I said, no, because if you was a white contractor, I probably wouldn't have had this problem. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they're not coming through the door telling me, asking me to get them half of the price of the project up front or a fourth of the price of the project up front. You know, they're coming in with contracts, a, little, a, a minimal amount down, and you pay at the end when you're mm -hmm. satisfied with what they do. So, you know, I'm trying to work with you. You're usually coming in with big astronomical uh, down payments so you could go buy the materials supposedly to work on my project, okay, you give me a timeline, you go finish, you might show up the next day, you might not. That type of stuff. And it's been my experience when I go with bigger, more, bigger companies, you know, I don't have that problem. Time is money to them. And they value customer satisfaction because they want you to come back again. They get that number and they be calling you every year around when it's time for them to gear up and get their projects in line. They're calling you. Uh, do you have anything? Are you expecting to do anything else on the house? You know, you know, they're soliciting your business again. So this seems like um, a business management issue, you know, right? how I'm managing my business. There could also be some skill level issues in terms of training, you know, how well, right. you know, many of our people are being trained, um, but business management. And that's one of the things that our organization is uh, going to be putting dollars on the table for is to actually pay business managers to go in and help. And we've actually asked some people for that level of help. How do I manage a business? You know, how do I organize my time? You know, how That's do wonderful. I allocate? How do I allocate out my work? You know, I can cook. You know, I've seen many people that can cook, 
and open up a restaurant, but cooking, being able to cook and manage a restaurant is two different things. Right. Brother Lee Bay, your Mac, so your microphone went off. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. True. That is so apt. That is so true. And it's it's at a point now where um, um, I'm at the point where a lot of times when it comes to the brothers and the sisters, the, at the level that you're talking about, because like I had a, a brother come over here and work on my car. So I can't hold him to the standard that I would the manufacturer because he just he doesn't have the equipment to do that like that. Mm-hmm. Now, right. it's time. He'll come over here to my house and do it in, in the street. <laughs> so, right. you know, and, and so he goes to the junkyard and not, a, and because he knows the bottle of the car, the crack tail light, he said, yeah, man, I was at the junkyard. So I, the crack tail light, I picked it up too. And the, the crack thing on the plate, I got that too. And the, and what else did he get? Oh, the the, uh, the door handle on the driver's side, he got that too. And, and he threw all this stuff on there almost as a as a courtesy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there. They're not really charging me for it. You know, I know you, you know, blah, blah, blah. You throw me a few dollars if you do, if you don't, don't matter. But, you know, it's like. The, well, that's the a fun- wonderful experience. <laughs> you have no reason to, to complain, you know. But when people leave your house, and uh, the one person took a down payment, but because he fell out with my neighbor who he was doing work with, he came mm-hmm. back and try and tried to change the, the conditions of the contract he had with me. And I said, well, no, I have nothing to do with what you did with him. You know, and I said, well, let's just give me my money back. You know, we don't have to do business. You know, he didn't want to give me my money back. I had to file a complaint, a consumer complaint on him. And come to find out he had a long list of complaints. You know, and uh, the last person he came over, did the job, but every time he opened his mouth, the price went up. You know when somebody is 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 running game on you. And I was like, Well, why is it that every time you open your mouth the price goes up? Then he had to go and get some parts, and the amount of money he asked me to get the parts, I knew it was way over the amount that he needed but i went on and gave it to him he brought the receipt back okay bought the parts back but it was like 30 dollars short and so i said so i just want to be clear did you charge me 30 dollars to go pick up the parts or just let me know and he was like oh no i said okay so this math doesn't add up right. But I let that go. Because I was like, just get my hot water on. That's all I care about at this point. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, he just lost the customer. And, and, you and, know? See, and like that, sometimes it's just that he doesn't have, he doesn't have the experience 
to, to even just say, okay, I spent an extra $20 for gas, this, that, that, this, and this, is this, this, that, and just to explain what he's doing. He doesn't really have the experience to make, to satisfy a customer. Whereas if you go no, to... No, I, I know the difference between somebody that don't have experience and somebody that's running game. But okay. I think that's well, the difference. I know think, when somebody's running, and then even afterwards, after he left, I noticed that the thing was not on right. You know, oh, it was yeah. upside down. It was on, but it was no, upside see, down. See, there, there, so, there, there's a there's a sign right there. Okay, that this person. Here we go again. We talk about skill level. We're talking about business management, and I think. Uh, for everybody that wants to go into business. Uh, how many people put a business plan together? You know, we did a, a business plan for this organization because when we first said we wanted to do something, and then when you sit down and figure out, well, how are we going to do this? And how are we going to make this happen? That took a lot of work and a right. lot of time. And, and and when you go to your customer, when you go to someone and you haven't thought through all of this and you haven't worked all of this out already, this is where you start to fall into trouble with your customers because there are certain things that should be done and it should be done a certain way. And then you have somebody that puts the part on incorrectly. Well, that's a skill level issue there. And that's, you know, we can't make excuses you know, we have we can go back and say, you know, they've tried to keep our people out of the construction market. You know, they're not giving our people jobs. And, you know, when I was at uh, CVS High School, they, you know, they closed the heating and cooling. They closed the carpentry program. And so our, our people are not getting the training that they should get. And when you don't know how to do something, you still out here trying to make money. You know, your focus is on the money. And so we, we ha as consumers, have to deal with this. So we're, we're getting close to 9 o'clock. Okay. Um, and I know we have a lot of issues. Um, and I don't want this to be, um, are we ragging our, our businesses? But uh, this is a relationship. Uh, this is, uh, I think, but Libe pointed out to me today uh, that today is two, uh, two twenty-two. We have all two. these tools in today, and the and the number two in numerology has to do with relationships, uh, mm -hmm. partnerships, collaborating. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we have a relationship with our people. You know, right. and so they have their ills, and and I'm sure they could get on here and talk about some of us as customers as well. Right. Some of our, our people are on game when they go into these stores, you know, trying to get over. So that becomes a two way street, you know. So, but right. just I'd like to get some some commentary or some solution or some kind of suggestion that you may have in terms of how we can better create a better relationship with our businesses because that's what is really going to get us through this is that we have a better relationship with our business because we don't these other people uh, that come into our community they don't have to have a relationship with us some of the arabs now they have really 
escalated. They have really improved. And so they got everything in there that you want, just the way you want it. All you got to do, all we want is for you to come in here and spend your money. And then they continue to take that money out of our community and, and, and build other businesses or send it back home and, and all the other things that, that they're doing. So what is it that we as consumers can do to help with our businesses? What do you think we should, we should do? I mean, you point out the positives and the negatives. You know, mm-hmm. I usually give positive feedback as, as well as what I didn't find so pleasing. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I usually start off, I like the way you did this, 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 and this. That's good. But can mm-hmm. you just do this like this? Because I'm going to get you more customers. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm happy, you get free advertisement. I'm yeah. calling all my friends and relatives, you mm-hmm. know, and if I need more work, I'm a repeat customer. So I just think that, you know, we, um, it's a two-way street, you know, because I think when you come to a customer and you ask them for half of the price up front, that's a lot for them to entrust in you, mm-hmm. you know, because if they go somewhere else, they don't have to do that. So right up front, if they're showing that they that they are putting their trust in you, then I think you you at least as a business owner need to keep customer service uppermost in your mind. You know, and I always think that could lead to me getting more customers, or that can lead to me, you know, my word, uh uh, you know, everybody wants a positive feedback on their work and that positive feedback and that happy customer goes a long way for you word of mouth goes a long way for you okay that's like free advertisement for you right okay brother lee bay well Um, the two, 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 twenty, two, 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 twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a strong symbol of unity. Mm-hmm. But it's time for us as a community to really acknowledge who we are. You know, we we look at ourselves, and there's been there there have been billions, if not trillions, of dollars spent in advertising to make us look bad. And to make us feel bad about ourselves. But we are the people who set up the trade routes that are presently being used on this planet. Mm-hmm. We did that. <laughs> and we are the people that set up the trade routes that are here in America before colonialism. We did that. <laughs> so, Ours is a leadership position by nature. Mm-hmm. We need to take our rightful position. It's just, it's, and it's just there for the, for the taking. And our children are going to inherit that. It's just, they say the, the wealth of the sinners is laid up for the just. That's right. <laughs> and our children, we need to, one thing, we need to get behind our youth. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Right, for sure, for sure. Because there have been so much money spent 
to make to demonize them and they are you know to make the the um the victim the culprit mm -hmm. that right there is a is a first step to just realize who we are and what we're about and just what our position in this world is since everybody comes here and we're the only one who's really practicing the American way. Mm -hmm. We let come in our neighborhood and we treat everybody. We love everybody. And we mm -hmm. just love everything and help anybody and love anybody. Because mm -hmm. that's the American way, you know, freedom, justice, and equality and, and love for everyone and love for all and justice for all. Well, we, we've been practicing that all the time, but mm -hmm. there have been a lot, there has been a lot wedged against us, unlike anybody else. There's been a lot wedged against us. Yes, and therefore, for we sure. have to step back and take a deep breath and realize who we are and what our natural position in this whole equation is. Why do these people all come over here? They're not just coming over here running up in our neighborhood because they can make money. They want to be around us mm -hmm. because they know who we are. They know that the, there's a blessing. It's a blessing to be around us. <laughs> Just to be in my presence is a blessing. <laughs> But they know that, and they know historically who we are. And historically, spiritually, all of that. These people know who exactly who we are. Mm -hmm. Beyond mm -hmm. all of the, just like if you leave here and go to Korea, today, the Buddha statues look like us. So they know who we are. <laughs> and so when we was in Korea, in the Korean War, they said, this is not your war. Mm -hmm. You, you, you are, you the ancient ones, you the, 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 so they know who we are, but until we acknowledge who we are, it's hard for them to, 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 to treat, they, to treat us accordingly. It's hard for them to honor us if we're not going to honor ourselves. So that's right. that's right. the two, 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 when you add up all the twos, it comes out to a one. And one is the number of self. So we've got to put ourselves in first person position and stop beating and down on ourselves and listening to all this propaganda about us. Mm -hmm. This stuff is not real. It's all just myth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but myth don't change it. It don't change a thing. Just because the eagle is running around in the barnyard with the chickens, he's still the eagle. And he's not going to lay a chicken. That eagle is not going to lay a chicken egg. <laughs> he's going to lay an eagle egg. And, it, and on any given day, he just might flap his wings and jump up on the fence. <laughs> so, so part of our, so part of our, part of our solution, solution is, is knowing, knowing, knowing not. Who we not. honoring ourselves. Yes. Honoring ourselves. Honoring ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we did when back, like we did back in the 60s. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. this, uh, uh, Brown came up with Black and I'm Proud. Black and I'm Proud, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this goes far beyond pride. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. see, this this pride is the opposite of human of humility. This goes way beyond. Pride is unto vanity. See, that's on the surface. Mm-hmm. We're talking about mm-hmm. something that's very, very, very spiritual, very solemn, because that's the people. In order for us to do what we're doing, that's we would have to be that. In order for these people to do what they're doing to us and we not rebel and kill them, mm-hmm. we sure. would have to be of a higher intelligence. So you can't you can't enslave a, a a person that's at a bestial level because they'll kill themselves or they'll kill you or whatever. In order to you know, in order for us to be who we are in this whole equation, in this thing we call America, it's, we, ha- we would have to be something very, very special. And the world knows who we are and how special we are. And that we are the ones that have fashioned this reality to be what it is. It's, this whole thing is dancing to our music from our church. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the fashion that's in the, on the earth that's right. is fashion. That's right. If we sag in our pants, if we sag in our pants on Cottage Grove, they sag in their pants in Paris. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we got to realize who we are in this whole equation and assume our rightful position. We really don't have to do a lot, a whole lot else, but just honor ourselves and honor one another. And the, it will naturally take its natural course. But until we do that, it's not a lot that can change because we'll always honor somebody else before we honor ourselves. You know, we it's I, I could I could bring my money to you, but I'm not gonna bring my money to you because I because because he's selling it for 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 ten cent less. <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go all the way. Yeah, I'm gonna leave my neighborhood, go all the way across town, and you know, some of our people actually do that. You know, they, I mean, a lot of people actually do that. They don't, they just, it's like this myth that, you know, this one's ice is colder and that one's sugar is sweeter and this is that and that. And it's all just a bunch of myths. It's not real. (laughs) You know, Uh our children Uh are second to none. (laughs) You know, and if you ask them, they'll tell you. <laughs> so well, that's yeah. a beautiful, yeah. a beautiful solution. Solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know, we've got okay. we need another generation of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, we got to pass the baton because we're not going to take it another 30, 40 years. It ain't going to happen. That's right. You know. So, and they coming. If, if, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because I see the young people I'm around, they're not into that nine to five model at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with the invent, uh, advent of social media and they're mm-hmm. finding all type of ways to yeah. make money to sustain themselves. So they mm-hmm. do have the, they are of the entrepreneurial age. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm hopeful in that respect, 
Mm-hmm. And they they're not trying to work at McDonald's. They got six figure ambitions. They're not they're not really right. all that interested. Right, right. Doing this but we on no. the other hand, we always gonna need the sustainable careers. I call them the sustainable careers. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need the plumbers and the electricians and the whatever. You mm-hmm. know, so we need them too. So we need to be grooming them too, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I have no idea that they're not going to be locked up in no nine to five jobs. You know, no. a plumber can no. make a very good living on his own if he get the business practices right. The electrician can make a very good living on his own if he get his business practices right. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a yeah. reciprocal relationship. It's a give and take. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, our people. But I'm hopeful. Our, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I am too. It's it's a, this is a major. This is a major major shift because the generation before us, they were on that. If you just get a good job and you know da 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 da, you can get a good right. job, get a job. Blah 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 blah. Right. right. The paradigm changed within a very very short amount of time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, so. It's a lot. It's a lot going on that right. we're really adapting to and adjusting to. A lot of different conditions simultaneously. You know, the real estate market is just is changing. The fight, the inflation is happening. So all it's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and that's why, um, you know, we're gonna. It's it's only it's gonna it's a natural thing that's gonna take it. So the cream is gonna naturally rise to the top because the pressure. Is being put in, is being put on us from mm-hmm. so many directions that the diamonds are going to make are going to be made naturally, especially now. And there are going to be some casualties. There's going to be some some misfortune and some mishap. But the end result is going this time is going to be just like it was last time because remember they did the same thing to us in 1918. It was the plague of 1918, the Spanish flu. Then the depression of 19, 20, 10 years later, the depression of 1929. Then they went into war, war, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then by the 60s, we was, you know, we was having a ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're going to end... Was- we're going to end on that note, Brother Lee Baker. We have gone over time, but that is okay. Um, I am so appreciative of you coming on and Pam of you coming on and your perspectives and mm-hmm. uh, and we're leaving on a positive note. We know right. we got some work to do, you know, but okay. we know we're in the midst of change. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And our young people, our youth, they are, you know, I've had people come on here and hey, they started their own business and and they're mm-hmm. and they're happy. They they're happier working for themselves than they are when they were working in corporate or for some or for someone else. You know, have a very good mm-hmm. and positive attitude. And so I support them, and that's what we have to continue to do. We have right. to continue to support. We have to you know let people know what it is that that we want. We have to be able to to talk to our people, you know, about things that aren't aren't going wrong, that aren't going correct. So, uh, mm-hmm. but we're in the middle of a change, and right. that's a good thing. 
That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, to My our pleasure. Viewers, yes, ma'am. Please go to our thank website you. and you can, uh, you will be able to uh, review all of our podcasts. They are all archived on our website. So you'll be able to watch this again at your, at your leisure. And uh, you can also uh, make a donation to our organization. You can purchase from our online store and uh, you can follow some of the work that we're doing. So again, I want to thank you for coming and want to say good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Bless you.